And so recently I was on YouTube and I saw this really interesting clip from this documentary, this basketball documentary called Linsanity, which basically documents the rise of this really famous basketball star named Jeremy Lin in 2011 and 2012. Now I gotta admit that I'm not a huge basketball fan, but from what I can gather based on my research and based on my you know, watching of this clip, uh, Jeremy Lin kind of came to prominence in 2011 when a bunch of injuries hit the New York Knicks. And so Jeremy Lin was a bench player up to this point, but all of a sudden because of again injuries, he rose to prominence as the starting point guard for the New York Knicks. And then he proceeded to kind of rattle off a huge number of points in a really short period of time, which gave rise to this movement called Lin Sanity. Basically this idea that the world was completely captivated by the rise of this Asian NBA star, especially of course, Asian communities throughout the course of the whole world. Anyways, arguably the peak of Lin Sanity came about in February 2012, when Jeremy Lin and the Knicks were about to play Kobe Bryant and the Los Angeles Lakers. And so basically just to kind of set things up, in the aftermath of the previous Lakers game, Kobe Bryant was being interviewed by the press, and specifically he was being interviewed about Jeremy Lin. Now what's interesting is that a lot of people will remember this interview in a sense of Kobe basically dissing Jeremy Lin, in a sense of saying, I have no idea who Jeremy Lin is. But if you watch the clip, that's not exactly what he says, right? So what he says is he's heard of Jeremy Lin, but he just isn't aware of the recent exploits of Jeremy Lin, which has given rise to Lin's sanity. In any case, as the story goes, Jeremy Lin apparently heard about this post-game interview by Kobe Bryant and then went on to play the game of his entire career, right? And so the Knicks beat the Lakers, Jeremy Lin outscored the legendary Kobe Bryant, and I think he even scored the winning basket, right? And this gave rise to this really interesting post-game news conference. So obviously everyone knew the question that was going to come, right? So everyone knew that the press was going to lead with this question, you think Kobe knows you now, right? And Jeremy, this is kind of more to the point, in the context of the documentary, he talks about this moment, right? So he actually had a plan, right? And so basically what he says in, in the documentary is that going to the game, he had this dream that he would like dominate the game and then he would go to this post-game press conference. The question would be asked and he would say in response to, you know, do you think Kobe knows you now? He would say, who's Kobe, right? So eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But then what he did instead, like in the moments, he actually prayed about it. And this comes through in a documentary, right? So he actually prayed about it. And so what he says in the documentary is that I, I stopped. And again, I was going to say that thing, who's Kobe? But then I stopped and I prayed about it. And I, I kind of asked myself, what would Jesus do? And I kind of came to the conclusion almost immediately that, you know, Jesus probably wouldn't say that. So what he said instead was, I don't know. You have to ask Kobe. Okay, now the reason why I bring up that particular example is because in my mind, it's infinitely relatable, right? And so a lot of times, you know, just kind of think about it, whenever we are wronged by someone in some way, we think to ourselves, well, gosh, I have the right to do whatever I want in response to the wrongdoing, right? So uh, maybe we limit ourselves in terms of proportionality, but at the same time, we maintain this Old Testament thinking of an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, responding with sort of an answering violence, if you will. But in those moments, we need to remember the gospel, right? And so again, love your enemies and what? Pray for those who persecute you. And on top of that, think about what kind of prophetic gesture can I do in response to the wrong which has been done? Mindful of the fact that this person who has wronged me in some way, this person is not really my enemy. The enemy is always the devil. The enemy is always sin. And so what is the Lord calling me to do to bring my enemy back into the fold? Mindful that this person at the end of the day is my brother or sister in Christ. And so just to kind of bring it back to the example of Jeremy Lin, if he had said in response to that question, who's Kobe? 
you know what would have happened? Like everyone would have laughed and no one would have faulted him for giving that type of response, you know, because, you know, Kobe offended me. And so I have a right, if you will, to respond with a certain answering violence. But give him credit, he prayed into it. Again, what would Jesus do in response to the situation? And so he didn't stand on his rights, but he kind of asked himself, what is the prophetic gesture I'm called to do in this particular moment? And you see, here's the thing, right? Was Kobe actually changed in response to Jeremy Lin's action or his decision to not lash out in response to the perceived slight or wrongdoing? Who knows? I have no idea. I have no idea if Kobe was actually changed, but that's not the point, right? Whenever we choose to engage in a prophetic gesture to try to lead our brother or sister back into the fold, and we do it out of love for God, in obedience to his will, that is a particular moment which is always meaningful in the context of salvation history. And so, I don't know, I can only speak for myself, but you know, when I saw that scene from that documentary on YouTube, it changed me. It changed my heart. So much, in fact, that I felt it necessary and important to share the story with all of you with the hope and the aspiration that it might change your heart too. And may God bless you all.